All right, welcome to the Hyperfast Agent Show. We've got an amazing guest today, a new agent who has had a very, very quick start on our team. He's going to talk a little bit about how he did that, what he was doing before, and how he is having just an amazing start to his real estate career despite the lockdowns that we are facing right now. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad to uh, have you on today. Excited to chat about you. What? How many deals are you up to this year? By We've the way? done twelve this year. Twelve, and we are we're shooting this what four about just barely four months into the year. Yeah, yeah. So that that's putting you on pace three months for what uh, three deals a month. Which if, if you if you continue on this, that's thirty six. Most agents, by the way, who are experienced, it takes them like. They're not doing. They're not doing thirty-six deals in like two or three years. They're, they're taking like four, four, four years to do that. So, um, let alone to do that as as a new agent to be on that pace as a new agent. That's an amazing, amazing job. Uh, what were you doing before you became an agent? I actually used to work in uh, federal and IT staffing. Completely different. Federal IT staffing. Yep. It's like a. Typical kind of DC-ish job. It right? pretty much is, yeah. So I was in recruiting. Um, so basically, resumes, calling them, trying to get them jobs, all of that. Did that for all of nine months, and was like, nope, not for me. But actually, even before that, while I was in college, I used to for about two years. I interned. I did um, real estate development, property management for multifamily. So I wanted to get back into the game of real estate, and figured I'd go solo agent. But you never, you never before this year, you never helped someone buy or sell a home. Right? Oh, you're doing no. management. You're doing no. Like and when, IT and I say property management, I was a leasing agent, and I was probably you know real estate development. I was just an associate. I, I didn't have any experience whatsoever about buying or selling houses at all. <laughs> what drew you to real estate? Like why? You know, there's a lot of different things you can do. Why? Why did you pick real estate? Yeah, I've always said like I love numbers and people, so I knew I wanted to do something right. That's uh, still a million things. So something sales. But I love architecture. I love homes. I love the interior next year. And then, honestly, when I was in staffing, it was a really corporate job. Right? I'm wearing a suit and tie every day at this company. I think what I love most about being a real estate agent is that it's very personal with the client. Right? It's not a very, it's not a very high-end corporate job. I get very personal and in-depth with my clients. And you're just making new friends that way. And I'm helping them do something that's like very, a big, leaving a big impact in their life, too. So it's kind of nice. I'm helping them find their next home they're going to be in for the next 10, 15, 20 years and making new friends at the same time and doing what I love to do. So, Yeah, it's, it's a mix. You know, I think you, you hit, hit an important point there, the relationships. Yeah. And it's, it's a mix. Buying a home, even for the, the most, like, just very cold, yeah. calculating type, financially driven and all that, even for those people, it is an emotional decision at some 
at yeah. some degree. So that relationship aspect is very important. So why don't you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, this is literally going to be their biggest financial purchase, at least for, until they buy their next house. So this is a very in-depth process, and you have to earn their trust, right? They're trusting someone they've never met before with hundreds of thousands of dollars in their name. So it's like you have to earn their trust, show them that you know, show them your worth, right? Um, and then it's definitely building that relationship with them so that when you when you find that perfect house, they trust you and then you can, you know, walk them through the very emotional stressful process that they're going under. How how do you build that trust? Cuz I imagine to do 12 deals in 4 months, you know, 3 a month, yeah. not coming in with much of a Big background, yeah. Probably not much of an SOI. I'm, I'm sure a lot of these no. deals we can get through it more in depth later. But they're probably coming from like open houses, online leads. Yeah. Uh, so how do you build? You know, otherwise, in other words, you don't know these people. Most of your clients, I'm assuming. How do you build that trust quickly? Yeah. Well, especially for me, I'm only 22, so definitely not showing them my age for starters. So age is not a factor. You're never too young if you're listening. Or too old to start out and make money in this in this industry. Yeah, it's totally true. So really, it's just building their poor in the sense of it is relating with them, right? But it's also I can't stress enough is understanding where they come from. I think a lot of agents will just dive into the business or they try and like relate with something on a small talk or a short story. But it's more getting coming to them and saying, "Hey, look, I know you're stressful. I know this is a stressful process. But that's what I'm here for." So it's almost like building their rapport with the small talk, but also like showing them like, hey, look, I've been here before. I know what I can do. If you need anything, you can come to me at any time, at any time of the day. Text me, call me. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just building that rapport from that first impression that you get, right? Because that first five minutes with the agent you have is the most important time in the entire life. So what do you do with that first five minutes? You know, open house or appointment with someone? Like, what, what are you doing that first, the first, that first minute? Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's, it's definitely situational, but I guess it's really like they come in and it's, say, okay. Hey. Let's, take, let's take open houses. Okay, your open house, you walk in, I'm, I'm hosting the open house, say, oh, hey, like, so how long have you been looking for? Six months? Wow, hey, look, I mean, that is a long time. You've been playing the game for a long time. And it's just, hey, how's, how's this whole global pandemic going for you? Like, how are you hanging in there? It's, it's just really relating with them that's going on in the real life, real world, and showing them that, like, I am also... D- a very down-to-earth guy that I can be there for you. It's like, I can be a friend, but I also can be your agent as well. I don't want to... At the same time as well, it's also the way I present myself to my clients. So that's another thing. I don't... Personally, I don't really... I just came from the high-end corporate job, the whole suit and tie thing. For showings, I don't wear suit and tie. Right? That's too flashy. I want to be relatable with my clients. Unless the clients... I've had high-end clients where they're like, if they're dressing up, I'm dressing up. Right? But when my clients are showing up in sweatshirts and sweatpants... Right? They want someone who they can be a little more relaxed around. It's, it's also about your appearance. It's how you come up, you know, it's how you approach yourself. But yeah, I mean, really those five minutes, it's just... So you're establishing rapport, establishing rapport. relatability. What about expertise? You, you hinted on, you know, I can be your friend, I can be your agent. What are you doing for that agent expertise part of it? Yeah, person? so then of course, like let's say it's an open house, right? So in the open house, you've got those first five minutes to build rapport, really it's like your first two minutes, it's not really that long. Hey, check out the house, you know, maybe say a few details about the house, let me know if you need anything, they're walking around the house. Because you got other people in the open house, it's not like there are only people there. When they come back, then it's like you have that 30 second elevator pitch. It's like, okay, 
how's the house? If they, if they like it, sell them on it, right? If they don't, okay, hey, sell them your service, right? We're the number one team in Virginia, D.C., and Maryland. And just last year, we sold 700 homes, but 30% were off market, right? You've been looking for six months, right? So I used that question in the beginning. I'm going to use it as ammo now against them. You've been searching for so long. You've been in this game for so long. I know how, like, how tiring it is and boring and stressful it is, right? So it's like I have off-market properties that could work perfectly for you. You don't have to worry about competition, price escalation, bidding. You know, do you want me to send you a few? I, you know, that'd be okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let me confirm your email here. Boom. When, once you send that email, once they reply, you have them locked in. It's like when they reply, it's great. What time you want to go look at it? So they've got a pain point. I've been searching for for a while. What Jonathan's doing here, this is key. He's he's offering a solution to that pain point. Not everyone perhaps has the same pain point when they yeah. walk into the open house or the first appointment, so you have to adapt to it, but then by offering the solution, you're positioning yourself as the expert. And, yeah. and this, this kind of reminds me of this new take on the classic Jay Abraham strategy. So Jay Abraham has been around for decades. I've seen him multiple times at Tony Robbins been coached by him, and, and he has this preeminence strategy where you want to put out expertise content and just be very, very knowledgeable that everyone who sees you knows, like, Jonathan is a real estate expert in this area. Right. However, the new version, I've seen some people kind of take what he's done and add some wrinkles. You know, everyone kind of builds off what we learned in the past, and they've added this wrinkle of... Let's be more approachable. Let's be the friendly expert, the approachable expert, because sometimes you know that, that strategy of expert only can put you up on this, this giant pedestal and almost be intimidating for, for the, the clients yeah. to approach you. So I think this is a pretty good, you know, maybe, maybe you don't even realize this, but a pretty good take on this new version of Jay Abraham on, on becoming a approachable expert. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to be the down-to-earth guy that lives down the street kind of vibe friend that you can come to if you ever have any real estate questions, any needs, right? I'm not gonna, I don't wanna make them think I'm very like legalistic. I'm not gonna stuff a contract down your throat. I'm not gonna force you to go do something that you don't wanna do. I'm gonna try and just comfort you in this very stressful process and sell you a home, right? I am I'm still am going to like push them towards that direction that I want them to go. But I'm going to do that by like showing them, like, you can trust me. I'm here for you. And with that, right, yeah, I've had the conversations at 11 p.m., midnight, 1 a.m. even on contracts. And are we making the wrong decision kind of questions? And it's like, no, you're, you're just fine. It's going to be okay. So, yeah, pretty spot on. Are you a real estate agent looking to grow your business in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? The Kerry Shull and Orange Line Living team is looking for talented, motivated people who want to be a part of a collaborative and competitive team poised to become number one in the world by 2021. Our new agents have success at a rate that is nearly nine times the industry average, and our experienced agents average over $252,000 a year. Our industry-leading lead generation, training, and support systems put our agents in the best possible position for success. If you want to work hard, serve more clients, have fun, and make more money, then call us today at 703-661. 9756 or go to How How was the start for you? So walk, like just walking back like the first couple of deals you yeah. did, like how was that 
What were the challenges, if any? It's how actually, did you, you overcome them? It's actually really funny. My first deal ever, it was my third week, and I met the mom at the open house, and she said, like, I want you to meet my, my son and my daughter-in-law. They're looking to buy a house. Okay, great. So I met with them the very next day on Sunday morning. This is a Saturday night open house. So I met them Sunday morning here at the office. And we sat there for two hours. They drilled me with questions. This is my third week as an agent. And I had to like answer all these questions um, to the point where then we go and look at a house. They really like it. It was like 7 p.m. showing. We then came back here to the, uh, to the office afterwards because all of their family came with them. And they sat down and they drilled me with questions until like 10.30 at night. And that was my first deal ever. It was like very much like a board of people asking me questions. It was like, if they knew, this is my third week. Buying committee. <laughs> yeah. And it was, a, it was a, we sold right at a million flat. And it was like, it was perfect. But yeah, I mean, like when I started off, it was very much like, I need anything and everything. Every open house I got, I was trying to bring in as many leads as possible. So you're like, like the Dennis Rodman, just... Yeah. Wherever the ball is, you're, you're getting that rebound. I, I was doing anything and everything, um, like whatever, whatever I could do to get leads. It was starting out, right? And it's, you have no leads. It's not like my friends can afford anything. I'm 22, right? My friends are renting. And yeah, so open houses, any appointments I could book from cold calling, get it going. So then, yeah, my third week ratified the million dollar deal. And then by the fifth week, it ratified 500,000 on townhome. And then it just started building up and going. What's now that was kind of back January, February. What's what's changed, you know, since the lockdowns started? I was about to say, since the, oh, the global pandemic for starters, that was one. Um, for, so it's changed as far as like my business and my leads or your, your business concerns with clients, how you're dealing with with the lockdown with the lockdown, how you're dealing with showings, client, yeah. client concerns, all that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the market is still very competitive out there right now. Even though there's a lockdown, people are like, no one's out there buying. No, people are buying. I just ratified one two nights ago, and we had to beat 12 offers. It is still very competitive. 12. 12 offers. We escalated 56,000 above list, and the house went on the market Friday, and we ratified Sunday. So it is still very much competitive. So yeah, I mean, and what I'm telling my clients is, hey, look, I know there's a lockdown, Let's put it in this perspective. Everyone knows the real estate market is hot, right, during the summertime, right? From that, call it April to August, September, that is like the hot time of the year. Well, there's a global pandemic right now. So every, all those people who wanted to wait after this lockdown, they're on hold. And then all those people that wanted to start buying in the July, August range when this whole thing is done, right? There's going to be twice as many buyers. And this market, as competitive as, as is, is already too much. So it's like... Don't you want to go ahead and take advantage right now of this lockdown when there's probably less buyers right now and the interest rates are still super low? Like, why are we, why wait? Like, let's go find the place that you want. There's less competition usually. This is a one-off. But yes, they're usually, that's pretty much my pitch. And it's, hey, look, if you're comfortable going out there, I'm comfortable, so let's do it. Like, let's go, let's go take a look at a few houses this weekend. Have you, have you had different upfront conversations? You know, how, like, what are the differences now in, in the initial meeting than, let's say, back in February before this was really on anyone's radar? I mean, other than the, for the appointment being on a Zoom call now rather than in person, um, which doesn't make things too much harder, I will say it, doesn't, it does not help my case in the sense of kind of being there in person is a little bit more like 
I guess, wholesome. Like, it's it's a lot easier to build a relationship. And it's easier to read. It's easier to read them emotionally, yeah. You know they don't they don't have another browser window open. <laughs> yeah, person. right. They're not looking down at their phone, and I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... How, one. Are, how are you overcoming that? Are you asking, like, more questions, trying to get them to yeah. respond more on, on Zoom? Yeah, like, and then it's like, if you, you go into the whole, the, the whole buyer appointment, right, it's going over there what they want, showing them our entire, like, the buyer, you know, the buying process, what it looks like, then showing them what's on the market. And really, is, it could, it's just that, is keep them very much in tuned in the conversation, keeping them going, because the last thing you want to do is bore them, right? This isn't a lecture. This is me showing them and walking them through the buying process. If, if they're, like, a big-time, first-time home buyer, right? If it's someone, you know, I've had clients who have bought four or five homes. That's not the kind of meeting we're doing then. This is a, it's more like... What are you looking for? It needs analysis, right? And then it's, hey, this is what I've seen on the market, and let me show you now on MLS. And then it's also kind of summarizing, you know, the finances part of the buying process, and do you have any questions here? It's kind of skipping that. But, but yeah, I mean, the Zoom call really is just keeping them in tune, keeping them online, keeping them going, and here's my cell. Text me if you need anything. And then, But as long as you also want to book that showing at that, on that Zoom call. As long as you book a showing, get them in person, like they're locked, they're yours, done. Pretty much. So at the meeting, and this is a good point for, for sales, really, in anything, you need to always be closing for the next step in the process, right? Whether it's yep. take the order, yep. make the next appointment, yep. come do the demonstration, the test drive, whatever it yeah. is. Like you gotta, you got to book the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you, know, you got to do it when you have their attention. You can't you can't wait and try to do it on a follow up. Yeah, if you if you basically have the mindset to close them to the next step every time you meet them, you'll ratify a deal in like a week. It's that easy, right? You meet them at an open house, close them for the appointment, get to the appointment, close them for a showing there after the appointment. When you're at the showing, close them on the house. It's literally just four steps if you think about it. It's like it's it's funny. It's like it's a pretty straightforward process. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's by no means easy. Every situation is different. But if you can just close them on every process, you just have to close someone four times to ratify a deal. Four times, then you could make a great amount of money. Yeah, always move them to the next step yep. in the process. And, and if you know their personality and how to read them and how to walk them through, right? If they're a cautious person, it's walking them through that kind of style. If you know how, If you're good at reading people, then you'll be good at closing people. It's just all about saying the right words for that personality. And it, it shows, it should, like to them, it looks like you're a very trustworthy and, and a, you know, a comforting guy, especially if they're cautious, right? But really what I'm doing, I'm, I'm changing their perspective and I'm getting them to do what I want, pretty much. But also helping them buy a place and it is still what they want. So it's just getting them there. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, Fear and uncertainty, and, and people need the friendly expert, yeah, the approachable expert, yeah, to get them, yeah, to the next. And some people, process. you know, that's some people want the friendly expert. Some people also want the very professional. Don't want to get personal. There are people out there like that. I'm not gonna say everyone wants the very neighborhood friendly kind of guy. So yeah, just reading them. Got to be read, adapt, and and uh, execute and execute. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. Before we wrap up, we're going to do the hyper-fast round. Okay. Rapid-fired rapid fire questions. Rapid-fire questions? Short, short answers. Okay. Are you, are you ready? I think so. I'm ready. All right. What's the biggest challenge you've had in your, your long real estate 
career. It, it can be a different challenge too, since you've only been at this for three or four. I was about to say biggest challenge so far. I guess just the lockdown, right? Yeah. It's my third month, and I'm having to deal with a global pandemic. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> great, throw another curveball at me. Yeah, I'd say global pandemic. It's kind of a little cliche, but yeah. What would your biggest piece of advice to a new agent be? Do anything and everything. Don't be lazy. Get your butt up off the couch. Do every open house you can. Call every lead you have. <laughs> biggest piece of advice for an experienced agent. You've, pro- you've probably dealt with a few on you know, other ends of the offers and just on the team here, but, but what, would you, what would you tell an experienced agent? Don't act like you have all the answers. Be nice to every agent. The process will be a lot easier if you build relationships with every agent you have. No one has to be some sort of king here. It's a two-way deal. Be a good mentor to others. Be open to more questions from new agents, right? I know when I started out, I had a million questions. I felt like I had to go to like a million agents because I didn't want a million questions on one agent, right? So just, yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years? Five years. Um, Ripe ripe old age of 27. (laughs) 27? Maybe engaged, I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully doing 50, 60 deals a year. Hopefully having my own little mini team. Hopefully doing 30, 40 million a year. Yeah. All right. Well, you are well on your way, guys. Jonathan has done 12 deals in just under four months, on his way to 36 for the year, which probably at this price point puts you at, what, 20 million or so? Yeah. Yeah. I'm right at 600,000 average. Yeah. All right. If people out there want to learn more from you, what's what's the best way for them to connect with you on social or? or <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have any questions, actually, come to me. I love questions. So literally, my Instagram is Jonathan Sells DMV. Slide my DMs there, or my Facebook is Jonathan Shavala Realty. Shavala is C H V A L A. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for being on the show, and yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.